Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. I am here, as always, with Michael Maria Delgado, who is so smart about cats. FelineMinds.com is how you find her if you need a cat behavior consultation. If she has a little time for you, she's pretty booked up because a lot of people have problems with their cats. Michael, I'd love to talk about cats talking to people, vocalizing. And yeah. it's not something that that people really people don't talk about cats talking. They don't really think about it and they don't either discourage it or they would like to discourage it maybe with some of the Siamese, <laughs> but they don't encourage it or they don't necessarily listen to it as potential dialogue. Talk a little about cat vocalization and where that fits in the in the human cat sort of spectrum. Yeah, well, yeah, people do care about it when their cat is doing it too much, I would say, because, um, yeah, especially in the middle of the night. Uh, but, yeah, what's really interesting about meowing in particular is that it's something that kittens do to mom. And it's something that adult cats do to humans. You do not see a lot of meowing between adult cats. So it's not um, a behavior that they um, do with each other. It's not how they communicate with other cats. It's a learned way to communicate with humans. They seem to um, pick it up very quickly. And again, I think it's because of that kitten mom relationship where it's like um, you learn at a young age that meowing is when I want something from my caregiver. So I find it really cool um, that cats vocalize with us. And if you live with several cats, you know, they all have like different meows and different ways they meow. And there's actually even been research on whether or not people can kind of discriminate the reason for meowing. So humans, it turns out, are not great at this unless it's their own cat. But for example, a cat who's been locked in a closet versus a cat who's waiting for dinner versus right. a cat who is upset, right? So right. Um, <laughs> there's there's different meows. So if you think about your own kitty, you probably know their hungry meow, which might be different from their like, um, like, you accidentally closed me in the closet, yeah, which um, has happened to me a few times, unfortunately. Uh, or, or you <laughs> stepped on my tail, it's not a meow, it's a yow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And cats actually have several types of vocalizations that we classify in three different categories. So there's mouth open, um, and so that's like a, a yowl or a scream or um, a hiss. There's mouth closed, so that would be like a trill or a chirp, so there's a kind of oh, noises yeah, that are very right. cute. Yeah. yeah. And um, so mouth open noises tend to be negative. So the yowling and screaming. Mouth closed tends to be positive. So the chirping and trilling. And then there's the mouth starts closed and opens. And that's the meow. And oh. the meow is usually positive, but it can also indicate other things, right? So um, 
so those are the three like kind of broad categories of cat vocalizations. And if you you know get very technical, there's there's dozens of cat vocalization types. But thinking just about the meowing, um, it is something again that cats learn to use uh, often to manipulate human behavior, right? So um, manipulate in a positive way. In other words, that's not a judgmental <laughs> verb, right? No. Manipulate no. meaning getting what they need, getting their idea yeah. across. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whether that's attention or food, um, it it becomes apparent that cats, you know, learn very quickly um, that when they meow, a certain outcome happens. Now, a lot of us, if our cats meow at us, we we talk back to them, right? We, yes. We uh, yes. respond. We do. And so um, a lot of cats learn like, oh, like this is a great way to get attention. Um, and then, of course, when cats, you know, they have a very strong internal clock, so they might start meowing before food arrives or once they know you're preparing the food, um, partly out of excitement. And then because the um, the excitement that they show when you're doing the food preparation um, actually leads to the desired outcome, which is the food hits the ground, they probably become somewhat superstitious in that they believe <laughs> that the meowing helps the food come along maybe even faster, right? So, I love um, that word, yeah. superstitious use around a cat. Yeah, oh I my mean, God, we, um, that's so cute. Yeah. When I was um, studying animal cognition, there was actually a study about um, superstitions and pigeons. So animals can learn. Wow. Um, just by coincidence when certain behaviors happen that are, you know, coincidental with other things. Um, so the meowing, which happens when they're preparing the food and then the food arrives, um, now both your, your behavior and their behavior seem to be contributing to the food hitting the floor. So, um, so then the meowing becomes um, more persistent when you're preparing the food. That's wild. Um, That's yeah. so cool. So when we talk back to them, so let's say our kitties meow at us and we go, yeah, kitty. I've never really stopped to think, what are they saying? Except for, for a while, I lived with a Siamese cat, and I did want to jump mm. out the window. Another conversation <laughs> about the over-vocalizers. But should we encourage people to pay a little more attention to the timber of the meow or what their mm. mouth looks like? So we obviously know a yowl sounds miserable and unhappy, and we're going to try and figure that one out. But the other kind of talking, is it just a generalized kind of like, hey, how are you as they walk by you? Or is it more... You know, things could be better around here. Can you get me a cat tree? I mean, is there ever a, some kind of meowing that, that maybe has more significance than other? Yeah, and I think that you there's no one size fits all. So you do have to kind of get to know your own cat's meows and what they mean. So it can be hard to just say like, oh, you know, every meow means I want attention or every meow means um, I'm bored or every meow means... I want petting or I'd like you to let me outside. Right. Um, so it could be anything from annoyance to um, like, I'm so happy you're home to like drop what you're doing and come play with me or pet me. So um, it, it really is um, almost like a, a language that you develop with your individual cat and very dependent. I mean, I have three cats, they're sisters. One of them, barely meows at all like I don't even know if she can actually meow properly and then one of them is very vocal and then the other one is kind of in between so um it is like we have different ways of of communicating with each of them um but they they don't all behave in the same way when it comes to meowing well, is one of the things that you do now that I think about it, do you mimic the meow back? I realize that is something I have done historically. I mimic back the same meow they meowed. Is that, a, is that rude to them? I, or well, am I, I, I think of it as acknowledging I can do that same meow. Now what? 
I don't meow back because I don't know if I'm meowing correctly. I might right. be saying something inappropriate. Right, right. Um, and some cats are, you know, one thing I observed when I worked in the animal shelter is that some cats actually responded pretty negatively to the sounds of meowing. And so when oh. um, visitors or staff might meow at them, I was always concerned that maybe the cats were going to get um, right. a little They like, took it agitated. the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, this gets back to, you know, see what happens, know your cat. I can't, I don't even think I could impersonate one of my cats because um, for me, I was just very strange, but, um, but I, you know, so I think um, I usually just, well, okay. So you have to know that if you talk back to your cat, you are going to reinforce the meowing. So if you like meowing, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, you want to just be really careful because I know people that, um, you know, when, whenever they talk back to their cat, they're encouraging them to meow more. So um, you may end up with a cat who meows every time they want you to drop everything and go play with them. And maybe you're on a zoom call and um, <laughs> you've got howling in the background. And so, you know, I think it's also important to think about like, when is meowing a problem? Um, because vocalization can indicate a health issue, yes. especially in older cats. So it's um, really important to, if your cat is a howling, yowling, especially if they seem disoriented or confused yes. or, or scared to let your veterinarian know because um, it's a common sign of cognitive dysfunction. Correct. Older cats can be related to hyperthyroidism and other medical conditions. So, so never assume that just because your cat is chatting, especially if it's a change in their vocalization, um, definitely a good thing to bring up with your veterinarian. That's a really good point. Cat Kitty yeah. dementia, one of the signs yeah. of it is a cat um, unable to kind of, especially at night, to rest, mm -hmm. to lie down, yep. to sleep, to settle. And they're yep. they're kind of in a lost fog, we think. We don't know for sure what they're thinking. But it's, it's a meowing that is plaintive and rather yep. sad sounding yeah. a lot yes. of the time. So what about the darn Siamese? I mean, I didn't know this <laughs> when I when I agreed to house sit a, a friend of a friend's apartment in Hong Kong back in the old days that what I like to think of as the real Hong Kong. Goodness only knows what that means in terms of what Hong Kong has uh, turned into. But it was an apartment that seemed like this great chance for me to finish writing, actually at the time, the pregnancy and childbirth book. Hmm. I mean, I had all my research with me and I was going to write it there. And I couldn't get a thing done in the apartment <laughs> because this cat, she said, well, the cats had kittens, but the, the, the housekeeper will take care of everything. You just have to, you know, sort of be there and for some reason, the housekeeper wasn't my job to teach her how to have a litter box or put litter in it. So the cats just used the carpet. It was a mess. But and the kittens were everywhere. But this wow. mother cat never stopped meowing, not from morning yeah. till night. And is that a Siamese thing? I couldn't stay in the apartment. I just didn't know what to do. We would definitely um, say that that's a, a breed tendency. So not every Siamese is going to be a big talker, but many of the Siamese and related breeds are going to be chattier than average. Um, and maybe they just have a predisposition to it and they learn it super fast. But um, but it does seem to be um, very common in the breed and some people love it. So, you know, there are people that really um, just enjoy that conversation. Yes. And they, they love that that Siamese moral kind of yes. meow. Yes. <laughs> um, and, um, and really, you know, Siamese are known for being, you know, very interactive and somewhat needy with their humans. So, um, so that's kind of par for the course um, for some breeds, but I've certainly had plenty of um, clients with cats who were, were not Siamese or, or um, Siamese mixed breeds and um, definitely were still very chatty. So there's, there's going to be that genetic component to your cat's personality, and then there's going to be the learned component and, you know, how you interact with them is either going to 
um, have the potential to increase the meowing, or maybe if you ignore it, your cat won't do it as much. Um, especially, if, you know, again, if meowing predicts a certain outcome, like you get out of bed and feed them, you open the cat door, um, your cat is going to meow when they want those things to happen. So, um, and you feed you know, their superstition that if yes. they just try it one more time, they're going to get that outcome that they wanted. So, I guess that the takeaway message is if you like it, great. If you want to keep it going and even amplify it, talk back. But if you don't, then don't meow back, but also don't give some sort of a predictable response to the meowing that may or may not even be what the cat wanted. If well, and, you know, if your cat is vocalizing what you think is excessively, then there's probably one of your cat's underlying needs is not being met. So that's always oh, that's the first thing when there's a behavior problem. Is, okay. is your cat hungry? Is your cat bored? Mm -hmm. Does your cat need more to do in their environment? Right. Um, do they need more control of their, you know, like what they can do? You know, I think um, we control a lot of aspects of our pet's lives. So um, it is important always to think about, like, why is my cat doing this in the first place? Is, you know, so... It could be, yeah, he's learned to get attention, but why does he want your attention so much in the first right, place? Well, right. maybe you're not giving him enough attention or maybe yeah. he doesn't have a life outside of interactions with you. And so we need to really address it from, from kind of the root cause of the meowing. That's a great point. It's like those kids that pull on the mom's skirt and go, mommy, mommy, mommy. Sure. And it yeah. escalates all the time because they don't feel that they're being seen or heard. Yeah. It's usually when they're younger, but I mean, so many parents are distracted. They're constantly yep. on the go, 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 and they don't necessarily sit down with the kid and say, tell me how you are, how you feel, even to a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old. We're just all on a kind of, you know, treadmill of quick, quick, get everything done, hurry, yeah. rush. And yeah. I think that there's there's a lesson in that for our cats, I mean, for, for the life we offer them. Agreed. If the only thing they have is to come step on your keyboard when you're at the computer <laughs> Because yeah. you just didn't take the five minutes twice a day to have a really fun interactive fishing pole toy with them and yeah. let them, you know, and then toss them a catnip toy for half an hour. I mean, it's yeah. not that hard to make a cat yeah. happy. It's true. Or yeah. stimulated. Yeah. And so I think, you know, kind of thinking about like the the opportunities in communication, like I said, some people really like chatting with their cats and it's, it's an enjoyable part of their day, but it's also kind of an opportunity to pay attention to what your cat needs and make sure you are meeting their needs. And um, again, thinking about how you respond to the meowing and whether you're making it like worse for you or, um, you know. And, or not like, solving anything for them. Because sure, in a sure. way, if all you do is talk back to them, that's and not for really people, why they talk. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yelling shut up is still interaction. It's still attention. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they are meowing more and more, and whether you like it or don't like it, you're talking back to them is not the only thing they'd like. They want something to relieve whatever that underlying angst is, kind of yeah. like some existential need. You'll figure <laughs> it out. There aren't that many things that a cat needs, but you may not be providing enough of them. So that's a really good point, Michael. So vocalizing may seem amusing or irritating, but at the end of the day, the cat is communicating something. We're leaving aside medical. Obviously, check out anything medical because there are lots of medical things, but leaving that yep. aside, emotionally or behaviorally, see if, see if you could do a little better by your cats, okay? A little <laughs> more play. A little more play would be good. Thank you, Michael. Right. Thank you so much, Tracy.
Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cat's health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.